Today is April 16th, 2022. I'm with David Chen. I'm in Berkeley right now. It's kind of cloudy and kind it just cloudy. rained this morning. Yeah. Yeah. Same here in Cambridge. We had a great day yesterday in terms of the sun, but today is um, going to rain. Um, so it's a bit cloudy, but good temperature. I think we're at like 65, 66. Yeah. Same exact thing here. Really? Oh, wow. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I got some weird things going on, David. Yeah, let's go over them. Um, I, I really just, there's just one real, really pressing thing I want to talk about. Yeah, yeah sure. I've been hanging out with this girl named Maya for a yeah. while now. Yeah, you told me and about her. She is incredible, and we've hung out literally every day for like the last like 10 days, and we haven't even, I haven't felt sick of her at all. Like, I really can't just like hang out with this person constantly, and I just <laughs> don't get sick of it. Uh, and, and so... Uh, last night there was a concert, uh, well, like a house show, uh, with a few local Berkeley bands in this like house called Thorson, which is just like a house where they do house shows a lot. And Maya and I came with a few of our friends, like Ellie Steer, Bryce, Stella, uh, Gwen, and um, Liv, and some other people. So we 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 went to the show. Great time amazing time great dancing um a lot of people that i've never met before there good music it was just a fucking amazing night it was an amazing night and i, and I just like was <sighs> dancing with Maya the whole night and it was great and then we went back to my house okay and while at my house we were just like kind of all over each other having a good time uh eating ice cream talking and i mean she uh, Maya was like I think she had half a beer, which is like, you know, almost nothing um, in terms of like alcohol consumption. But she definitely was like, I could tell a little bit under the influence. Tipsy, yeah. um, and then so was I. I, I had um, a beverage as well. Um, and then so we, um, and I'll just like be straight with you. Yeah. She kind of like, she asked if like we wanted to have sex and stuff. And like yeah. that's, and I was like, sure yeah like <laughs> yeah and so is that so your we, exact like, response is like yeah, sure, yeah. <laughs> and so like we go to we go to my room and um i start doing things uh and and this is very very deeply personal but um yeah so this stays within the podcast obviously but maya's had some negative sexual experiences in the past that have like kind of traumatized her mm-hmm. and so um, we've 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 done things before and it, it's gone well but uh this time i was just doing things with my hands and then she kind of just like suddenly just told me to stop uh yeah. and then like put her hand uh over mine and just said it's okay, like just it's okay stop and then she just rolled to her side and just stopped talking yeah and um we went to sleep and i already felt like kind of terrible because i just was like asking her like is everything all right and just like nothing she would just be like sorry i can't talk about it sorry i can't talk about it Mm -hmm. and just face against the wall and then we wake up the next morning and i'm just like hoping that uh, maybe like she feels a little more like calm in the morning not at all she literally just says like where's your shower and then she just gets in it showers and then literally puts her pants on and just takes the bus home and doesn't say a word to me basically yeah and i'm like 
I feel fucking terrible, David. And then this is the thing that sucks is this isn't even about me, you know, mm-hmm. like, and I don't want to make this about me. It's like, it's a selfish thing to do. But you can, though. I would like to just yeah. say that it's totally fair for you to do. So, yeah, don't right. worry about and that part. Like, man, I don't know what to do because, <laughs> like, I really don't want to lose Maya <laughs> at all. Yeah, I, I really do like hanging out with her a lot. And, yeah. <sighs> I don't even really like care about like sex that much either. <laughs> like, it's not like I was like dying to have sex or something, and I like really wanted to, and I like was like pressuring her. Like, I don't even really care that much. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, she just left, and I, I wouldn't even say a word to me or even look at me. She wouldn't even make eye contact with me. Yeah, and it's just eerie, you know, because it really came out of complete nowhere. Like. One moment we were like giddy, having an amazing time, and then the next, just like silence and no eye contact, and just refusing to say a word to me. You know? Yeah. yeah. And I'm just like scared. <laughs> I'm just really stressed out and scared about it. Yeah. So. Well, um. So, but you knew about her negative experiences before. She's told you about them. Yeah. So we've been working to like create some like positive associations with sex you know like doing it like on her own terms and i pretty much rarely like like initiate because i'm just like i've been terrified i don't really want to like you know give her a negative experience so um i've been we've been trying to just like be sex positive to like you know deal with like the trauma she's been having (sighs) so this was terrible david so you really didn't expect what you were doing to trigger that no i mean we've had like real sex before and it's always it's been like good and we've enjoyed it and it's been nice you oh. know and just this time did you yeah this time oh, and okay. just triggered something and i i didn't and like i she was the one who like suggested it um oh. and like yeah i i was just kind of like i wasn't even really doing anything like intense or weird or anything you know just yeah. very like normal things <laughs> mm-hmm. and nothing really intense or anything um and it just like did something i feel really fucking terrible man yeah <sighs> terrible that it, that you did what though that like she feels bad yeah. <laughs> after doing things with me you know yeah it's just like well i'm i'm i'm, I'm more just like scared scared and stressed that she like isn't going to talk to me anymore or something mhm because she hasn't even, like, texted me anything. Nothing. And when was this? This happened last night. Last night. Okay. I know it's still early in the morning, but I'm just, like, why? No, it's it's good this? to... I'm glad I'm glad we can find this time, honestly, to, to talk about it. Because the sooner it's done, um, the better yeah. the better it is, I think. But, um, yeah, well, I think one thing to get clear, though, is that I don't think she's feeling this way because of you really it isn't it doesn't seem that way at all yeah it's not something that you did it's something that was done and that it triggered something and if you like i i don't know if i told told talked about this on the podcast before but i've really come to believe in this life philosophy that sympathy is what we're capable of and empathy is what we strive for 
but at the end of the day will be forever impossible to truly achieve. And what I mean by that is that, um, you know, I'm looking at the definition of sympathy and empathy, right? And they say sympathy is when you have experienced what someone else is feeling and can therefore relate to them. Empathy is truly understanding how someone feels. So like a metaphor, um, sympathy is like seeing someone else wear the same shoes as you are and being able to relate. Whereas empathy is truly being able to take off your shoes and walk in theirs. And in that sense, it's impossible because we, we can never take our shoes off in, in the personality slash thinking metaphor. But it is something we can strive towards, a perfection that we can never get to. Yeah. And so for Maya's case, right, you can really imagine potentially, right, just of all the possibilities, the shame and embarrassment that might have happened in that moment where she felt really connected to you you both were doing something very intimate and loving in that one instance. It could have been half a second of this triggering moment that flashed them back to a prior experience and that instantly turned everything upside down. Yeah. Made everything confusing, made everything foreign, almost out of body potentially. Yeah. Like you can see why not even knowing you were there, how awful that experience could have been. And suddenly her reaction makes a lot more sense where she feels embarrassed to talk to you. She feels like she ruined the moment. She might be the one feeling like she hurt you right now. Possibly, yeah. 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 And like, yeah, definitely. Thank you, David. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The last it's couple of days, from, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I was just going to ask the last couple of days, you guys were fine, right? Yeah, amazing. It's been great. Like, yeah, I couldn't even name a single thing that has happened that's like bothered me, honestly. Yeah. It's, I could literally talk about how amazing Maya is <laughs> <laughs> for an entire podcast, honestly. But um, this is just a very 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 unfortunate thing that happened and i don't know like i just uh, i just really wish that i could like talk to her but i think giving her space is probably the best thing to do mm-hmm. all i did was text her i said please don't feel obligated to respond um because i know you want space right now but if you need anything or someone to talk to or food or a ride somewhere, I can do that for you. I yeah. just left it at that. That's the perfect response. It doesn't put pressure on her and also puts you right there next to her in case she wants to reach yeah. out her hand. But the fact that you guys didn't have any troubles the last few days just makes it make a bit more sense that it wasn't your fault or yeah. it wasn't something that you as cows did. It was that something was done in the moment that made everything scary yeah yeah um, and but it's like when things like these when things like this happen mm-hmm. i just like think about like whoa like like did i do something wrong like mm-hmm. but like i didn't like I, i've literally played the situation over and over in my head and i'm like i don't i didn't do anything wrong like um like mm-hmm. and neither did she like she yeah. suggested like she said okay like 
we should like we're gonna have sex now basically yeah and then and then we went in my room and like i just like did i just went very slow and then when she put her hand over her i just stopped mm-hmm. like and she seemed very into it for a while so i was like okay i'll keep going like i just don't you know yeah <sighs> it's just like god it makes me feel like i'm a fucking um terrible human being but i know i know i know i know it's yeah. just how i feel you know yeah <sighs> you know Cal, in the history of this podcast i think we can both agree that we've identified ourselves as extremely self-reflective almost to a fault and extremely introspective which has always made me realize that we will always know if we did something wrong it when we put our heads to it and the fact that you can't find anything conclusive the fact that you've played through that scenario over and over again and the way that you've described it to me as well there is truly nothing you did wrong and and that's a completely possible situation and this reminds me a lot about um how i felt before i think initially where and i don't think it was as serious as um what maya was feeling where like she just completely stopped and and moved on the next morning um but like for anna's situation as well um you know when it would be just not the right time or 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 it could have been the right time two seconds ago and it suddenly wasn't yeah you know i think when you say that you want to be sex positive i think that's a beautiful promise to realize that something as intimate and as vulnerable as sex is we have to accept that such a delicate thing can lose its balance at any moment and that balance, that loss of balance is not due to the fact of any one actor's actions, but just the nature of it in the first place. And to be honest, I think, just think from another perspective, just how non-toxic that, that situation was, right? Maya felt uncomfortable. She lo- She let you know. You accepted it. You didn't gaslight. You didn't force yourself. You didn't do anything that kind of pushed my about uh, past her own boundary. That entire scenario diffused in a very loving way, if you really think about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Like we we yeah. both we both know people who would have not have reacted that way, and probably of done course. something much worse. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Right. So, like, most if you. Definitely. If you really look at it, that was probably the most non-toxic way to to deal that deal with that situation. Yeah. Because I'm just thinking, like, yeah, yeah, no, I definitely know people who would not have reacted the way that you did. Yeah, I mean, I can name a list of people, but it's <laughs> yeah. just like, it's just I don't know. Thank you, David. You're. Good. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I felt the same way, you know, like. Yeah. Because, like, it, it automatically makes you question whether or not you were being attentive. Yeah, you know, it's like, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, was I just, like, in a haze and I, like, yeah. made a bad decision? Like, Yeah, yeah. It makes me just second-guess every, like, action I made the entire night. And yeah. I, I have reevaluated over and over again, and I, I don't really have anything that I regret. Maybe, like, 
like harping more on like for the verbal permission thing like maybe i wish i would like while we were doing it like asked her like is this like good like are you okay (laughs) but like i felt like i was getting that affirmation because she was like holding me closer and like you know (laughs) yeah but i think i think we her and i need to have like a conversation Mm -hmm. because like you know like body cues and like body language and that's not just not enough especially when you're dealing with like sexual trauma yeah like, yeah I mean, we, need, we need to have a conversation and i regret not having one earlier is really why i'm kind of sad yeah because i don't know i just really everything was just so good you know mm-hmm. and then it's just now it's not and it just feels so weird yeah no, everything was so so amazing david <laughs> And yeah. I just hope that we can like still hang out, you know. Yeah. Um. Anyways, I I would like to ask you how you're doing. Um. Yeah. I. I guess I've had an interesting last night as well. Um. I uh I have a good friend here, Brian. He's uh he's in my concentration. He's in a couple of my classes, and uh, yesterday I was just doing some work late at night. Um not late at night like it was like four in the afternoon it was a beautiful time and i was just outside doing work and he passed by and we played some ping pong together um and during that time he told me hey my girlfriend had to cancel on this concert that we're going to um do you want to take her ticket instead we'll go it's i think her name is like Maud latour i don't know if you heard of her before no Maud latour she's actually like a senior in college and she's mm. like a pop star um m-a-u-d-e space l-a yeah model tour um yeah like one million monthly listeners um wow she's yeah yeah, she's pretty famous um and and she's yeah she's a senior at columbia um Mm. but anyways the point was he was like what do you want to get high you want to eat like an edible and go to the concert and i was like oh shit damn you know, I was I was a bit nervous because like I've only ever been high in very calm environments, yeah, yeah, um, quiet environments with like people I knew, so I didn't really know. But since Brian was there, I was like, you know what? Yeah, sure, we'll, we'll try it. So we just, uh, we we took just like I think we took like forty milligrams, um, which is like decent. Um, and then we walked over, and while we were walking over, uh, it hit us. And I just started talking. I just started talking. And for me, I guess I guess it's still very thematic on the podcast to thinking about like sex positivity and just sexuality in general. But for me, I've always, not, not always, but like, I think porn in many ways have fucked a lot of us up, um, myself included. And when I'm high, I think I, I notice just how wrecked my perception is and what I think about. Mm-hmm. and i and i don't like it and 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 brian's take was that and he also was like yeah i got expo- he got, he got exposed to porn when he was like in preschool um it was just like an accidental website click or something like that and it's been hard to navigate and for me like the moment like the the moment i notice like a stranger's a, a woman's features or stare at them for too long and like i just i just catch myself and feel disgusted and I think Brian's approach is just to like accept that, you know, accept it and try to embrace it and love it. And for me, I've been trying to excise it, you know, get it out of my head. 
Um, but it's hard to. You know, I wish I could just pay attention to the world, the trees around me. Instead, I'm just overthinking how much I'm randomly infatuated with sex objects, you know? Um, yeah. And but, but we talked about it, and it was nice. And going to the concert, what's funny is that Maude Latour is for, like, all ages, I guess. It was, like, an all-ages concert. And we went there, and it was literally all, like, teenage girls. <laughs> like, high wow. school, middle school girls. <laughs> and we were, like, random-ass college college guys there. Um, and I was also the tallest there by far, which was hella awkward. Um, yeah. But let me tell you, man, like, music regardless, listening to Wahai is just fascinating. Yeah, sure it, is. It really just, oh, man. And, um... I had a lot of thoughts that night, many of which I can't remember. And I need to remember next time to bring a journal or to at least journal the moment I wake up. Um, but one thing I did remember, Cal, and this was so big brain of of the moment. When I was high, I noticed that everyone had a beauty to them. Like everyone seemed beautiful. And not in like the sexual attractive sense, but just like in an aesthetic symmetric beauty to everyone's mm. features and faces mm-hmm. yeah and and even people that i knew like if i was sober i would not find them remotely quote-unquote beautiful i found them beautiful and i was like wow everyone's like this yeah and i realized that like what if what if society and th- these are like taking on some anthropology concepts what if society doesn't what if culture doesn't socialize beauty into us it socializes beauty out of us like without without socialization we find everything beautiful everything symmetric everything aesthetic but what culture imposes on us is a hierarchy of what we should consider beautiful or not wait that is fucking great like like yeah like i noticed i i, I this is gonna sound cliche but like you know you don't really notice race you just notice how the color of their skin is just a beautiful feature of their face like you don't yeah. even know, like you see like an Asian face. You don't think Asian. You just think, wow, that's a beautiful ass face. Oh my God. You know, like stuff like that. Um, and, and even like guys with beards, I'm like, oh my God, look, that's just like a beautiful feature. <laughs> yeah. And, and so I don't know, that's my big, big revelation, I think. And it makes so much sense to me because when you experience like, you, like just universal beauty everywhere, you're like you then think like wait when i'm sober why do i not see this and that's because we go back to our like our socialized way of thinking in which certain things look more beautiful and that's why when you like look look at different cultures and you see their different beauty standards we're all like confused at each other like wait why do they see that as beautiful well if we weren't socialized in our specific milieu or niches we would find everything beautiful yeah so anyways that's just my two cents that on that. Big, that was a big, big brain moment. A big brain moment. <laughs> Wait, you, you, were, you were at a concert high and that's what your mind was going to? Yeah, yeah. Although I would say though that like, again, like there were moments where, and I'm so glad I can, I, I don't think I can tell anyone else this to be honest because I don't think anyone yeah. would understand when I say it, but like there were moments when I just became infatuated with the singers on, on, the, um, on the stage and would like start coming up with scenarios of like, Yo, what if they like notice me in the crowd and be like, yeah, yeah. after the show, be like, hey, you want to like, you know, get to know each yeah. other and like, 
Yeah. And like I literally imagined like a whole life together for some reason, just because they noticed like stared in my general direction at the concert. Yep. You yep. felt that too? No way. Oh my god, they, oh, dude. Yes. Why you fucking? Oh my god. <laughs> yes. It's just like well, one the stage is just this ridiculous thing where you have like this one person. Yeah. And just being stared at by all these other people, and it yeah. just like creates this dynamic where you just put this person on a pedestal. Because yeah. you have all these other humans looking at one one person, and it's just like, ah, oh, there must be some level of importance and something interesting about them, and you want to know more about it. And then anytime you have that idea in your head about someone, you just like instantly want their validation, you know. Mm-hmm. And you start coming up with scenarios, and oh, of course I've been there, David. Damn, man. Yeah. Well, I'm glad because like I thought I was just like a hyper horny person, and I really didn't want to see myself that way. Oh, um, dude, it's fucking just how the human brain works. But just most people are ashamed to admit things like that. But yeah. this is a space where we can tell each other anything. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Other than that, I think I've been in a really tough spot the past few weeks of not being able to find inspiration or purpose in my work. Mm. I really felt like an empty shell, to be honest. And I know this is a bit of a change from before, and um, yeah, I don't really know. I don't really know. I um, I've been thinking a lot because I have a friend who takes shrooms on the daily, and they've convinced me that if I do take it, I can potentially explore what it means to have a purpose. And I've been kind of, kind of infatuated with the idea, but I'm not sure yet. Um. I do feel kind of weird relying on substances to find new ways of thinking, but I've been doing this research for my anthropology project on how native Peruvian tribal villages used cacti mescaline to perform healing rituals to heal from post-colonial damage, post-colonial violence. And the book just made this beautiful quote that sometimes it is necessary for periodic or situational consciousness modification and that what we find from nature to achieve this is natural and that goes with psilocybin mushrooms that goes with even something like cannabis that goes with cacti mescaline and then i've really like approached being helped being guided by natural plants such as these to not be like, oh, I'm taking advantage of nature, but rather, no, I'm opening up to what nature is asking for or yeah. what's providing. Yeah. Um, which is why I'll never do something like DMT or some weird shit like that. Um, synthetic. Yeah, growth. synthetic stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But yeah, I mean, it really sucks, obviously. I wish I could do psychedelics, but that's like, I really. It would be cool if you did, David. I would like to just hear what you experienced. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But nah. I'm going to live vicariously yeah. through you if you ever decide to do it. Vicariously. That's a beautiful word, man. I love that word. I love yeah. that word. But, but yeah, it seems like it seems like um, you really found your people, though, from what I hear at Berkeley. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I really did. Um, I really did. I have... 
an amazing group of friends that are all very smart and interesting and ambitious while also being very like emotionally mature mm. and um there's still like you know conflicts amongst our friends and like weird things that go on but generally it's a very like healthy thing we all have and we hang out a lot and it's just great you know mm-hmm. it's just great yeah so wait what um, do you mean by conflicts you know like for example we have like a friend named jacob who like sometimes says really insensitive things oh like just like and it's like not even funny like at least if you're like saying something insensitive have it be funny but he'll just say like he'll just put in our group chat like god i wish i was born and like he's like i wish i fought in vietnam so i could kill those innocent civilians like jesus what the wait that's not even funny hold (laughs) on that's what i'm saying it's like literally we were all like huh what okay yeah it's like that's that's like 2016 like shock humor and it's like not even didn't land at all the joke did not land and it's also just really offensive and insensitive so it's like hmm Hmm. you know what i mean yeah do you you talk to him personally like is is jacob yeah i mean like we all kind of like text him like bro oh no 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 like in general like are are you would you say like you're direct friends or like friends of friends or how would you say say we we are direct friends i mean we've hung out many times he's a bass player in our band and like oh he's oh he's part of um Wait, wait, what's the band called again? Or the preliminary? Toothache? Oh, Toothache. Toothache, right, yeah, Toothache. Yeah, yeah. But I have some 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 gripes about Toothache right now. Let's, let's talk about it, because I know your band, you already talked about your band leader being kind of controlling. Yeah, yeah, and it's been kind of getting worse. Like, for example, I just went to this dude two nights ago. I drove up. One, I didn't want to go already, but, like, Ethan really pressured me to going. So I was like, fuck, fuck it, okay, I'll go. What do you mean by pressure? Like, he was like, oh, come on, let's just go. You'll get good sleep tonight. Like, and he's just so persistent, like, over and over. And I was like, fuck it. Okay. I'll go. I should have just said no, but sometimes, you okay. know, I get convinced. Yeah. And and um, and so I went. And I'm like, fuck it, it's a stew. Like, of course, like, it shouldn't even be a problem. So we, and our stew is in San Francisco. So it's kind of a mission. It's like a 25-minute drive to get there. Yeah. And so I get there, and he's been working on the song that I'm not even really too fond of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's just like, you know, sometimes if I, if I'm not involved in the creative process, of course he's going to make music that is like not something I would make or not something I enjoy, you know. And and he he I literally sat there for 2 hours. He did not even like look at me or say a word to me and he was just playing the song over and over and over again so loud. And I literally was just like, "Ethan, I got to go home." Wait, wait. So like, so what did he even ask you to go there for? That's what I'm saying. He just like honestly wanted company, so he didn't feel lonely while he worked on his song. Oh, what? Okay, that's how it felt to me. And like, and then he was like, "You have any suggestions?" And I'm like, "Yeah." I'm like, "It just doesn't seem like the song is like a lot of fun. Like, it's like at the end of the day, we're like dance punk. Like that is our genre, and dance punk is all about like having fun. And to me, the song like kind of lacked that manic energy that you get from punk and like randomness and just like and and." And like, there's nothing candid about it at all. It felt, it felt, felt very like formulaic, like literally verse, chorus, verse, chorus, out, and 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 the verse was very just like, like the lyrics <laughs> did not match up with the tonality. Like, we we wrote we wrote like a cool melody in C minor, and 
melody's nice, but then he's like trying to fit like a five syllable word into the end of like a little like stanza and it just doesn't work. Like I'm like he needs mm. to write he needs to rewrite the song. Like the, the it sounds like he's like blah, 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 to like fit a word in. And it sounds just really <laughs> awkward. Um and so like these are all valid criticisms. You know what I mean? Like this is all valid criticism and I and I and I I would like say these things in the most polite manner, just trying to get it across to him. But he literally was just like, mm, nah, that's not what I was going for with the song. I feel like it's good. I'm like, okay. Okay. Like, what can I do? So, so I think all I'm going to do is like just play shows with them and rehearse every once in a while, but I cannot be at the stew of making songs with this guy, honestly. Yeah. No. And, and, and at the end of the day, you know, you don't, owe him anything even though you know yeah he like he funds the band band or whatever and he's like the main like don't don't let him walk over you because that's definitely what it seems like he yeah. could easily do yeah um, and, and, and ethan is a great friend and like he like picks up the phone if i call him and he's always here to offer me advice and stuff but but it's like it's just i like making my own stuff you know and I yeah. like making creative decisions and I just don't like being sidelined when watching a guy like make music that I don't even really like that much. Yeah. It's just not a very fulfilling thing. And like, that's not how I want to use my free time. So, um, I want to, I, I've been looking to start, I met this girl named Gabby long and let me tell you, she's the coolest person ever. She's, she's Maya's best friend from LA mm-hmm. and she's like this ultra talented person who, who plays bass guitar and piano and like writes songs and they're all on like soundcloud um and she's gonna go to usf uh university of san francisco um next year and so for for, um, for her medical degree uh no usf because ucsf is, is medical but usf is oh okay okay yeah yeah um she's gonna go to usf and yeah it's gonna we're, we're probably gonna start a band with my with maya as well like wait we what like write, our, like write our own songs and stuff oh my god what kind of band do you know um we have really like it's gonna be weird, kind of weird stuff it's not gonna lie to you it's gonna be like i don't even really know how to describe it but definitely like philip glass is one of our biggest inspirations oh interesting and it's gonna be very just like insane kind of like theatrical grand music like it's gonna be kind of like wise blood in a way no way bro oh my if you could if you somehow oh my god but something a little more grimy something a little more grimy something less like because because wise blood is very just clean like just nostalgic the the production value and the production value is like ridiculously high and and she like has the best equipment in the world so like we cannot go for wise blood because it would just be worse wise blood you know like (laughs) (laughs) you have to we have to reinvent ourselves you know and so uh We'll see. Again, this is like just something in the air, but I definitely want to make my own music. Like, and I've learned so much theory that like I've been writing my own songs, and I'm like, why don't I just like actually like bring these songs to life and like perform them with people? Mm-hmm. You know. So, yeah, that's a hopefully something that happens. But but right now, I'm all I'm thinking about is Maya, and I just want her to get better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's just like it's hard to like, go about your day now. It's like, what do I do? I'm just like. Literally every moment, I'm just praying that I get a text from her and just like asking that she's okay or something. Yeah, <sighs> you know. Yeah. And no worries, you will. You will. You know, it. it uh, again, it's not something that you did, and I think right now 
she could be like talking with someone to try and diffuse the situation same as you are right now you know trying to find the courage to to talk to you about what i'm sure is a very difficult thing for her have you have you guys seriously talked about like what you say about her negative experiences uh not really i mean like she's very vague about it and i just know i know that the guy so how did it come up us talking about it it was literally like the second time we hung out oh shit okay yeah so like the second time we hung out we it was like so i've always kind of like had i always liked maya i mean like a lot since i like met the friend group Mm. and um and i remember this like it's only happened two weeks ago i mean maya and i haven't really even like known each other for so long but it's just been so amazing you know um but but she she was like over at my house with like ethan and jacob and we were just like fucking around the piano and then ethan and jacob like had to catch the bus so they left and then it was just maya and i and then like that's when we kind of like kind of just like made a move and we just like went for it and and then we just kind of trauma dumped on each other for two hours (laughs) 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 okay so so but you guys haven't really talked about it then is what you mean not really no but she does she talks about the guy a lot who did it to her because like she unfortunately he lives one dorm next to her in the same building and he's a rugby player at berkeley Mm. yeah and he's kind of a horrible human being and a rugby player yeah that that explains everything yeah i know right and so yeah apparently like i i I don't i don't want to ask her like well what happened because i just don't want to bring her to a dark place um but i can only infer that not good things happened and and consent was once forgotten you know yeah so um yeah yeah unfortunately i mean i think i think there is a way to ask her about it without asking her like yo what happened like give me a play-by-play you know like um (laughs) you know it's like hey um whatever you whatever you'd like to i'd love to just talk about it you know yeah yeah, honestly, I feel better about it. Talking to you has just improved my mind just now. Yeah, um, that's good. I think I, I think I just need to go about my day and do the things that are normally in my routine. You know, have you not been doing those lately? Well, not today. I mean, I would have already oh, well, not my today. bike ride. I would have already knocked out homework, but I've just laid in bed and stared at the ceiling since we woke up, which is like at seven oh, o'clock. Yeah. What time okay. is it now? For me or you? Eleven. Oh, it's kids. Eleven for you. Yeah. So today is still young. I can still do everything I need to today do. Today is very yeah. Today is still young. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like you have like a morning routine now set up? Yeah. So I mean, it's like always cook breakfast. Um, and then I always bring my bike up to, to Tilden Park, which is like a, a a very beautiful like just rolling green hills behind the campus, UC Berkeley. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a 10-mile bike ride uphill. It's amazing. It's very beautiful. Yeah. Um, it's so inspirational to, like, start your day like that. I literally ride up this hill and just look out over the bay. You can just see the ocean and, like, all of San Francisco. And then you're like, <laughs> in a national park surrounded by trees. And then you just ride down super fast. And then you start your day. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. You got to come come to Berkeley and stay for, like... Because I have a guest bedroom. It's amazing. Yeah. No, that would be nice. That would. Be, I'm going to be visiting like, home. little spot. Yeah, I'm gonna be visiting home for two weeks, so there's definitely gonna be like a few days where I can just go to Berkeley for a while. I'll have a car when too. Be, you, during um, the of summer? No, no, no. Um, like May May fifteenth to the twenty eighth. Oh, amazing! Okay, that's 
Is that's that good when, news. when is class when is class over for you? Um, like May nineteenth is my last day. Oh, nice. Okay. And, and even then, like, it's not really much. Like, I have two in-person classes, and then the rest of the week I'm free. Hmm. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I could just come by, man. And it, it's great. I love it here. And <laughs> we, just, we would just have a good time, dude. It would be great. Yeah, absolutely. Um, how, how's, how about, like, um, your stuff with school? I'm, I'm just curious, like, in general, because, you're, you're, like, evolution of of what you're interested in studying is so fascinating. Like, you know me, like I fucking started in biochemistry and then moved to fucking econ, health econ, and then finally landed in anthropology. So I'm just like, how, how, how has it been? I know like you have what, four classes in in play right now. Um, Um, I'm, I'm still completely unsure of what I want to do, but um, I'm definitely like, you know, and the cultural anthro has been an amazing class. (laughs) <laughs> and it's very fucking interesting and it's like literally like what you and i were doing without even really knowing it without it fuck, you know, exactly like, dude exactly like, that's exactly what we i thought like, fucking we ethnographers drawn, yeah we were ethnographers and we were just naturally drawn to it without even realizing it um and so that's been something it's been scratching niche for me i mean the thing is like i don't have a very passionate professor like he's he's like like the, the lectures are not there and the articles are not there. Like it's a lot of just learning about the ethics of anthropology, which is like, you know, as it should. Anthropology has a kind of a messed up history. And so intro to oh, yeah. always be learning ethics like that should be a uh, staple. But at the same time, like I haven't actually spent any time learning about cultures. Mm-hmm. I've only been learning about like the field itself, you know? Yeah. Which is like, yeah, you know, I want to like actually have a project like there's no projects in this class it's literally read the textbook do the discussion go home yeah you know so uh and then and then like creative writing has also been amazing Mm. and i I want to see some of your pieces i know i have have a lot as well you have a lot now it's a you have to do a four-page submission every single week in this class so it's like oh my god um, and it's like it, it doesn't seem like a lot because it's like oh it's like you can write whatever you want but there have been weeks where I just you just have writer's block you know yeah no I feel you so, but I've been developing a character and I've been doing like a series of vignettes to like develop this character and yeah it's very fun it's very mm-hmm. fun but you know it's not a very like fruitful path in life <laughs> majoring in creative writing like I don't know <laughs> it would be fruitful when it comes to like enjoyment but when it comes to financial uh, opportunities. Maybe not, and I still have to. I have to be realistic, you know. Yeah. To a to a degree. I mean, you and I are very like optimistic human beings on on this planet, and we have, you know, a lot of hope for the future. But at the end of the day, college is like thirty thousand dollars a year if I go to like a UC. So I have to be realistic. Yeah, and like, um, I don't know. If you do decide to go to UC Berkeley, you know, Berkeley Anthropology is one of the best in the world. So is it? There you go. Yeah. yeah, I would say like, like Harvard, Yale, UC, U, U Chicago, and Berkeley. Those are like the big four. Mm. Yeah, I'll look into it, and um, as well as like, I get free, I get guaranteed admission there, going through Berkeley City College if I maintain my GPA that I have right now. Wait, how does that work again? So like, it, because this school is like affiliated with UC Berkeley, if uh-huh. I if I start through this program and like pledge that I maintain a certain GPA all the way through and and declare my major 
then I get into UC Berkeley without even applying. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, so that seems very, very attractive. But like, how? So what GPA do you have to pledge? And like, do you have to sign something? How does it work? It's like a three. It's like it's like above a three point eight, and then I have to like stick to my major that I like pick like now, basically, and it has to be like what I. You know what I mean? There's like not an opportunity to change it, really. Wait, wait, hold up. That seems, that seems very serious. Hold up. So what do you, what, what did you pick again, or have you picked? I have not picked. I have. There's like a deadline, but that comes like, I think after summer. So I have like, four to five months to decide. Okay. Well, you definitely gotta. I know. I believe me. Definitely I gotta think. Think yeah, about it. I, I know, David. Um, yeah, and like UC Merced has this, has the same thing, and so does uh, UC Santa Cruz. Like if you go yeah, to Cap Religion or college, but it seems like Ber- it seems like Berkeley and LA those are a bit too like competitive to like just offer up just guaranteed admission. Well, no, like the the, the state it's like a, by law the state's been requiring Berkeley takes junior college students, and so the, there's like reserved spots specifically for Berkeley City College kids. Oh, interesting. Damn. Because they're trying to like you know put an emphasis on like junior college being an actual like option and like people they want people to take it seriously as they should as they should yeah and so like that's that's kind of what they're doing um and also uc berkeley just i mean uc berkeley Berkeley does a lot of scummy stuff but i hope this isn't like too good to be true yeah yeah but in the meantime you should just like as as you are now just keep up with your studies and yeah see if there are any extracurriculars i don't know if you should start like an anthro club or something like a podcast anthro i don't know I know I, I I need to because I've been slacking on uh, extracurriculars, but I have maintained you know the four point oh and Good haven't shit. grades haven't slipped at all, and I'm taking challenging courses like I've jumped straight into like some pretty heavy stuff. So yeah, yeah, sounds good. I'm gonna have to go to the bathroom here, so I think we can. Yeah, that's a good yeah. length. I'm glad we we talked about it, man. About everything, yeah, really. Yeah, so I feel a lot better, David. You have a way with words you know <laughs> it's like, i'm just glad i'm just glad i'm just glad that you know we're, we're able to explore this together but of course but, of course so I'll yeah take your bike ride yeah i will i'll see you soon man yes wait Ugh, my computer's been like black there it is all right <laughs> okay. today was 4 16 2022 uh wait is that what i say yeah this is how david and cal felt on 4 16 <laughs>